You're listening to Sarah Hagen backstage with interviews and insights from years inside the music industry. Join Sarah as she talks with masters of their crafts, finding out what makes them tick both inside and outside of the music business. Welcome to Sarah Hagen backstage. My guest today, Adam Deitch, is an incredibly versatile funk drummer who spans musical genres with his creative projects. We are going to talk today about his start in music, how he stayed busier than ever during the pandemic, his many projects, his record label, and his online academy. So come along with me as I catch up with Adam Deitch. Adam, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Sarah. Absolutely. It's so great to see your face. (laughs) You too. It's been a minute. It has been. <laughs> it's been a few minutes for sure. For sure. Um, but I, I'm really, really happy that you're here today and that we get a chance to catch up and chat. Um, yeah. And I, I would love to just start out by hearing how things have been for you over the past couple of years. Um, I've seen I've seen a lot of things that you've been up to, but obviously all of our lives changed pretty drastically. Um, just about a couple years ago. So update us. How have things been for you? Um, pretty productive on the recording end. Uh, I've probably recorded about seven records in the past two years. I've never done anything like that in my life. Started three new bands. Um, uh, started a, a Deitch Academy, like a lesson site where I'm kind of teaching the stuff that I know about with funk and hip hop, stuff like that. And um, just like kind of staying motivated and with less touring comes more opportunities to get other things together. So mm-hmm. that's kind of how my pandemic's gone. And uh, a lot of private teaching as well, like just on Zoom and writing, creating new lettuce records, and all kinds of new stuff. Wow. I knew you were busy, but that that sounds so good. And, and it's <laughs> it's amazing that you've been able to find ways to really like make your time productive. Absolutely. That's so good. That is so good. And I do have to mention, I did see one thing that you took on over the pandemic and um, that was driving. It was what? Driving. Oh, (laughs) I went driving. I I really wish that was true. I I went, I'm from New York for those that don't know. And uh, we have these things there called trains and cabs. And you just go like this and the cat, but this is before Uber and everything. So I never learned to drive. I was in New York for the city for a long time and um, Mm -hmm. moved to Denver. And then when I go home and visit my parents, my dad will take me out for, you know, let me drive. And he'll like go like this and cover his eyes and laugh while I (laughs) drive around the town. That's what that was. So it's not like I really learned. I could drive a standard and I could, I could get, you know, my friend home if uh, they're too, drunk to drive so, you know like right. but uh am i going on the highway and driving around denver no i'm not doing that at all no <laughs> but uh you know i will definitely my friends want to take me on more driving lessons so uh i think it might be better to do with them as opposed to my parents which are there my parents just get too nervous and start laughing at me so oh my goodness <laughs> well i just i mean your, your dad posted this this video and i yeah. loved it because it it was hysterically funny adam like you are 
I, I love your parents anyway. We'll just put it out there. Your parents are the best. And Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And they just, they're so supportive. They're so incredibly supportive. And so to see your dad in the passenger seat, like, you know, and if you have this look on your face, like you're like, stop recording, let's go. <laughs> so good. Yeah, so you know, good. I, I knew he was going to do it, but it was mainly to make my friends that know I don't drive at all to make yes. them laugh. Like yes. to see me behind the wheel, it's like seeing like Stevie Wonder behind the wheel or something, you know. It's so like, good. Yeah, it's <laughs> so good. And I, I have so many friends from New York who don't who don't drive because like it's really a pain if especially if you're in like the heart of the city to own a vehicle. Yeah. And, you know, so if you grow it's up scary in, to, it's scary way. to learn to drive in New York City. It's right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I do not drive in New York City. I don't do it. Yeah. So. <laughs> but That's I love that. Good. I was like, yeah. Um, okay. So, but you have been, like, I've seen some of the things that you've been doing. One of the things that you did a couple of weeks ago in New York at the Blue Note, um, uh, your posts were incredible. It was like a who's who of the music community. And it was so funny. Like you had, you had a picture um, and you had posted about like mono neon being there and Mike Mitchell, um, Louis Cato. And... Well, um, Will Calhoun sat in also. Oh my gosh. From living really? color. Yeah. So that was That's incredible. Yeah. So what was that event where everybody was there? It, I, I'm, I've been friends with DJ logic for years. He, he got his start. Um, he was a DJ around New York and then he, he collected, he, connected with Mineski Martin Wood and um, kind of created this like sort of hip hop meets jam scene, which I was like, yes, like this is what I'm about. Like, you know, that's, that's what I'm into like hip hop mm -hmm. and then keeping it funky and then extending it with solos and that kind of thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, he, he was super into that and he's been doing, you know, putting together different groups over the past 20, 30 years, you know, 25 yeah. years. And he called me, he's been calling me to do some stuff. And I, and I, I gave him a list of guys that I really did, you know, that I really love. And, mm -hmm. and he called them and, and, you know, Alex from the blue note was down to host it. And it became this amazing, you know, experience that it was life changer for me. Uh, wow. Just being up there with all those, you know, with Fred Wesley and then Mono Neon and, you know, James Hearn on keys and, and Carl Denson, like a lot of different age groups and, and mm -hmm. eras and styles. Yes. And um, I just felt super honored to be there. And uh, shout out to DJ Logic for, for putting together a really cool crew, you know. That was super. It looked like the place that you want to be, basically. I was like, <laughs> I wish I had been there. Um, Anderson Pack was there too, right? Yeah, Anderson, and he came down with Maurice, you know, my good friend Maurice Brown, who's been playing with him and was also, yeah. you know, playing with Lettuce for a bunch of times. And we're like really good friends. So, yeah, Andy flew in for Maurice's birthday to hang out, you know, and then next thing you know, they're sitting in the club and, and you know, Andy's really cool. And, and I was like, you're, you're playing, man. Let's get him up. He's ready. He's always ready to play. Yes. He got up and then and then after we took some pictures, hung out, and he's like, "Let's go hit the bar." And we went to the bar and took some shots and hung out. You know, <laughs> it's had a great night. And uh, you know, I found out he used to play in church like four or five nights a week growing up. Like that was his only place to learn to play drums and and to get as proficient as he is. And 
just we kind of interviewed each other. It was kind of cool, you know, learn, learn a little bit about each other. And, and, uh, I love that. It was great. He's a great, great dude. And he deserves every bit of success that he, he has right now. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I, um, when, uh, when he did the tiny desk concert, yeah, I was just like, this is incredible. I must've listened to that. I can't even tell you how many times I listened to that. It's just from start to finish. It's perfect. Name and one drummer that could rap and sing. I, I, right? You know, I mean, like, it's so I can't. good. It's so good. So <laughs> I started like just like telling everybody, sending that link to that Tiny Desk <laughs> series to everyone. And I was just like, listen to this. It's so good. Yeah. Um, and then and then when he ended up, you know, more recently, um, playing with Bruno Mars and oh, oh my gosh, all this stuff. I'm just like, yes, this guy, you're right. Yeah, like they, they brought funk it. back and they introduced yes. funk music to a whole new generation of kids that have yeah. no idea what, what that is. And this, the music is really funky. It sounds great, you know? Yes. So I'm just yeah. like, it's, it's just a win. All, and they put Bootsy Collins in, in the, on the album and Bootsy's on our new album. So it's all working out with this timing thing. It's like, I love it. I love it. They're, they're warriors for the folk and they love it. And and it's really just kind of uniting the community in an awesome way. I love that too. I love that. And speaking of Bootsy Collins, I have to say one of the things I miss about Nam and like, like right now we should be at Nam. Like Nam should be happening right now. It's this totally. time of year. I my Facebook memories are popping up and I'm like, oh man, you know, yeah. Nam time. But Bootsy, it was like a staple of Nam. Like you go to Nam and you see mm. Bootsy. And he would yeah. just walk around and take pictures with everybody. Like what a cool, cool guy. Really cool. Him and his wife, Peppermint Patty, are so cool. And uh they just live in this beautiful world of love and respect and you know and they heard this lettuce song that we sent you know i sent to them through a friend and and patty sends me back he loves it and he's gonna get on it and he's gonna sing and he's gonna play bass and, and we and like i heard these rumors that he wasn't playing it often and all this stuff and it's just so we're really excited about that and the cat's out of the bag and, and uh, i just can't wait for people to hear it. it's called keep the funk alive that's the name of the song Perfect. <laughs> that is perfect. I can't wait to check that out. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll um, send it to you. And you know, like I, I've never met um Bootsy's wife, but I've like I love that her name is Peppermint Patty. I yes. It. Like it's just that's just perfect. I need it, <laughs> I need a name like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's awesome though. I'm excited to hear that music and and yeah. again, like the community is so amazing. Like it's uh, Everyone's there for each other, playing with each other, showing mm -hmm. up to events like you just talked about. And um, yeah, it's just it's just amazing. I mm -hmm. love it. Um, and so just to like bring it back a little bit to another really great community. And I already mentioned your parents, but mm -hmm. they deserve another mention because your mom and dad are the sweetest. Never mind the fact that they're both drummers. Mm -hmm. And like really great drummers. And mm -hmm. I just love the fact that you grew up with a mom and dad who played drums and you were like immersed in music at a young age. And I know you've said like there was no pressure there. There wasn't it wasn't like you were pressured to play music, but you were just surrounded by it. Right. So it was like Absolutely. a natural thing for you. Yeah. The, the house had drums, you know, two drum sets set up all the time in the basement. 
and uh, it would either be me and mom playing or me and dad playing or them two playing and we would take turns and you know my mom was my, my parents were a duo so they worked all over the you know New York Jersey Connecticut and as a duo and and my mom was the drummer you know and my dad was the keyboard player even though they're both my dad kind of learned songwriters piano to so he could play with her mm-hmm. and he kind of like you know got really more into songwriting and playing keyboards even though he's an amazing drummer also but i grew up watching my mom as the primary drummer you know in my life like the primary mm-hmm. drumming influence you know and uh she's you know she's very wonderful warm woman loving woman but when she's playing the drum she gets this you know this mean face yes. you know like she's, <laughs> and she's grooving and she's business you know on the on the kit and she's professional and like the right fills and the right thing and the tempo is perfect and the feel is right you know so and my first experience is you know two three four five you know before that was seeing her play you know yeah and all the way up to like i was 14 when she started teaching full-time i saw them play all the time you know and, mm-hmm. and yeah forever in debt for what they've given me and all their musician friends and and you know we, when we eat dinner they talk about you know we're listening to jazz and like my dad like who's that and i'm like oh it sounds like roy haynes no it's our play key. okay uh, <laughs> you know like you know like it was always like these questions he was always asking me questions my dad's a college professor of music mm-hmm. also and my mom has her like almost her doctorate in 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 like teaching you know education so they're always like asking me questions and trying to find out you know where my where the limits of my knowledge of the music is you know mm-hmm. and so that's a fun game we always played and it was always fun it was no pressure it was just like you know being knowledgeable is cool and it's fun, you know, and it's not like some chore, you know, but that's just the way that they teach. That's why I think they're the best teachers ever. They should do a drumio. the two of them. They should. They they (laughs) should. Um, Yeah. I mean, I just, um, I just think it's fantastic. You know, a lot of, a lot of uh, professional drummers came from really supportive backgrounds because it takes supportive parents to encourage and give the time to their kids to like really hone their skill and be really passionate about it and have that passion understood. So, um, I, I just, I just think you, it's so You know fantastic. all about that. You know about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go drumming moms, right? Yeah. Have, drumming moms. Have, yeah, <laughs> the best. The best. We need a drumming moms club. Um, and the, and the seriousness of like, you know, you're the, you're the loving, caring mom. And then you get behind the kit and you have to like, turn it on. So yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I love it. It's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. And so you were like, not only playing drums at a young age, but other instruments, right? You were like exploring other instruments and producing too. I think you told me about, um, like producing for your friends and, like yeah. well, the musicians that would come over to the house and you were like a teenager. Absolutely. My, my dad plays like five, six instruments. My mom plays about three or four and can teach about 20 instruments. Uh, my mom could teach clarinet, trumpet, you know, trombone, everything. So I have a basic understanding of a lot of different instruments thanks to them. Mm-hmm. And um, my dad, you know, had me at piano lessons at five. And so, you know, I was studying with all kinds, with their friends and, you know, and the GB band or whoever my dad played with, you know, that I was, you know, always studying and learning from them. 
and so I started producing at a young age and you know playing it's funny I did a I dropped a video today on Instagram of me playing a couple instruments you know and it just went like because people had no idea that I did that and, I, and I've been doing it since like the late 80s you know like you know recording with bass recording with guitar and keyboards and I spent so much time doing that that that's why you know I don't really have a, a lot of facility on the drums you know like but when I see like guys like you know Andy Prejol or, or like you know Larnell and I was like wow that that's a drummer drum, like you know that's a drummer you know but then I you get, know yeah I get you what know, you're her. saying but like but you have some you have something that's totally different which is like this feel to your playing <laughs> and I'm just you know I it's amazing. From the first time I saw you play in person, I had heard you um, before, but the first time I saw you play, your feel and the way and your time and the way that you're able to, you know, play behind the beat and still still make it work and everyone's still together and your interactions with the other musicians, the way that you play with other musicians, I think is huge. Like that's, that's an incredible skill in itself. I appreciate that. Thank you for saying that. Absolutely. And, and speaking of which, like you're, you know, the, the musicians that you've played with and that have played on your albums, it's just, it's really incredible. And I love how diverse it is, like mm -hmm. from literally every genre from 50 cent, you know, mm -hmm. to, um, Justin Timberlake, right? Yeah. It's some stuff with Justin. It's like, you, know, it, you just run the gamut of, of the genres. I, I appreciate it. You know, I just love soulful music of, of any kind. And, you know, even like my my solo record, the Adam Dutch Quartet, which is like, uh, you know, sort of 60s soul jazz. You know, like really, like, really, you know, playing on a bebop kit with like two ride cymbals, mm -hmm. you know. And then my, my producer record where it's like hip hop instrumental beats. It's like that sort of thing. And then I went on tour with like Wyclef and, you know, played reggae and like, you know, Haitian music for, yeah. you know, and Caribbean music for years. And, you know, if it's soulful and, you know, it, it, it grooves, I'm into it, you know, and there's so much more to learn. Yes, I, I can. I can see that. Like if it, yeah, if it's soulful, it works. And mm -hmm. that kind of kind of comes through no matter what style you're playing. Um, no. I do remember seeing you play, um, with break science for the first time as well. Maybe, maybe was that a modern drummer maybe, or uh, it was probably, probably an MD fest. Yeah. Yes. Modern drummer festival. That's, that's right. 2010. That's so long ago. <laughs> I mean, I think of 2010 as just a couple years ago, but I know, I know it's, 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 it's over a decade, but uh, those are some great memories and yeah, you know, so yeah, it was, it was it was a really nerve wracking experience, but um, you know, it was fun to play with Break Science and kind of do something new and you know bring a, a sort of electronic tinge to the festival and mm -hmm. and talk about things that people weren't really talking about that were more like about producers. And, uh, yeah. My dad was like, all I heard was this DJ this and RJD two and DJ Premier and DJ this guy. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, well, Dad, that's like you know the new style and like when people look back on this thing they're going to realize that i was you know into producers and electronic musicians 
that didn't play drums and I was using their drum programming mm-hmm. to play on an acoustic kit, mm-hmm. you know, as, as, as information to, to uh, you know, incorporate on the acoustic kit. Yes. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad I approached it that way. You know, it wasn't as organic as it could have been. If I had brought lettuce or something, you know, but no, it was, it was cool you know, break science, I think. Yes. I mean, I'm thinking about it. This is 12 years later and I'm, I'm remembering, you know, just how great it was because it was so different and you were ahead of the game in so many aspects. Um, and I also like, you've always been ahead of the game too on your, your setup, the way that you, um, arrange things, you know, putting symbols on the drums and making electronic sounds out of acoustic drums. And that's something I always, I've always been fascinated by, of course, like with sound and, and symbol sounds and everything too. But I always knew, um, what you would be into when I heard it, you know, symbol wise, sound wise, I'd be like, yeah, yeah to- totally for Adam. Um, you know, stacking things, things that sound like maybe a little bit broken, even like it just, it would just just work. So, um, yeah, you were definitely like ahead of the curve with that performance. And yeah, it was um, a funny story because I had gotten that, that big trash can lid that I used at the Montgomery Festival from, uh, I don't know what, I forget the company, Yeah, but you know, and like you guys were like, I remember this, I remember this. I don't know if we can put that on there. And all the comments were, what is that trash can with? <laughs> you know, it's like people were, what I realized is people were starving for new sounds, yeah. trashier sounds. I, I was. Mm-hmm. And then when I, I started doing it, people were like, that's the sound I like. That's, you know, like, yes. so I, I just, you know, I really feel like that's the wave. And then, you know, Istanbul really, you know, Agap really hit it on the nose with, with the, with the clap stack. You know, they they right. you know, you know, they just really smash. I think it's uh Trevor he's got Trevor Lawrence invented it. Yes, yes, yeah. And for me, it's like I can't leave home without it. Like I can't play without it. Like, and yeah. uh, again, like making making an electronic sound because it's it's the it's the it's not necessarily like a hand clap sound. It's the electronic hand clap sound that that stack makes and yeah it's 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 really incredible that's exactly what i'm talking about yeah exactly it's like it's a hip-hop thing it's like we we grew up with these sounds and you know quest love was you know doing the the flam on the snare with with the rim click you know pretty early on which i heard he got from a curtis mayfield record Mm -hmm. um but that was like you know People were searching for different sounds and like dirtier things, and, and yeah, so that that's that's going today, and I'm still experimenting with those kind of things. You know, acoustic trigger line, like you know, things that you don't have to plug in or have a USB or hook it up to your, you know, none of that. Just you put it on a stand, and it sounds electronic. You know, yes, yeah, that, that's I love what it. I'm yeah. I, I love it so much. I mean, and it's so it's so funny to me being in the industry and seeing the trend toward electro- electronic instruments, and then and then seeing this incredible trend toward acoustic instruments that make those electronic sounds. And that's fascinating to me. I yeah, you know, it makes me have all these ideas. Products. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm super into that, and you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what new. I had this idea of like a hand. It's like, you know, 
um, wooden hands and, and they go, and they go you know, I was like, how do I get it to like, you know, look like a hand like this, but they're, you know, I have all these ideas for things, you know, and just like, you know, and they'd be like attached here. And yes, then, and, yes, yes. You know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So yeah. it like, it like vibrates. It doesn't just. Yeah. Slap, it vibra- and and it has like a really like, it sounds like three or four people clapping, but slightly yeah. off from each other. I like it. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I am the same way. As soon as I hear something that I haven't heard before, I'm like, okay, what is that? And how do I get it? Yeah. Um, I love that. We'll talk. We'll talk more about that. For cool. Sure. I like it. Um, so, <laughs> so I want to talk a little bit um, about your, um, your record company. And the love that you like created this record company, you have come out with um, with records on your own label. And I just I didn't know if that was like in response to um, just the industry being it's 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 a really great thing when you get to release your own music and have control over it. Um, Yeah. Is that where that came from? I mean, it's like for years. You know, well, now getting a, a getting distribution, you know, and digital because everything's digital. But the record deals were necessary when they had to print up thirty thousand copies of your record and right. put it in Tower Records or Sam Goody. You know, like yeah. I'm dating myself, kids won't even know what those things are. <laughs> but like, hey, kids out there, there was a, an era where you have to have physical pieces of your music or no one heard it, and yes. that's when record companies were really, really necessary. Mm-hmm. And since it all went digital and people listen on their phones and plug in their headphones in their phone and, and, and in their car, that's, and, you know, controlling and owning your masters is way more important, you know, and, and, and being able to license that to ESPN or a movie or HBO or whatever and, and not having a label taking that money, you know. So, you know, to everyone out there, like, especially people – and they're like late thirties and forties and fifties. Like you don't have to get a record deal to put your music out anymore. And like research digital distribution and, and put out your music on your own situation, you know, as soon as you have your distribution and, and don't worry about some A&R telling you what you should be doing. It's like, I have a, I have a fan base. It's not millions of people. It's a couple thousand. And like, they are down to hear what I am, what I'm serving, you know, and yeah. it, you know, it's like, you know, it's like when you go to a Japanese restaurant and you say omakase, like, which means like, let the chef choose what he would like to serve, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's what it's become. It's like, you know, it's like a chef's choice situation mm-hmm. where it's like the audience just wants to hear what you're, you're giving them. And I don't need to deal with a middle person, you know, and right. I, luckily I have my manager, Hillary, who's amazing. And she, uh, helps me go through all that and get these records out and be organized about the releases and what the singles are and the album art. A lot of that stuff is hard. You need a partner to do that with, you know, someone to go through all that with. Right. Right. Um, You know, doing that all on my own would be really a serious task. I think it's possible, but having someone like my manager Hillary who um, is able to go through all this stuff with me and make check, make lists and go, you know, be super organized about it. It really helps and that's that way I have a release schedule and I know when things are coming out and you know and, and that way my fans can expect it at the right times and get 
get the uh, vinyl delivered at the right time and, you know, the shirt with the vinyl and the whole thing, you know? Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, it, it definitely takes a lot of organization for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but it is amazing to be able to have control over not only like the licensing and the distribution, but like the creative part of it and then and then be able to just be you and put who you are into it and not worry really so much about um what anybody thinks of it like you're putting your creativity out into the universe because that's what you're passionate about and there are people who really want to hear that and to consume it and that's really what matters at the end of the day so Absolutely. i love that that's so great and and the name of your uh record label um golden wolf records where did that come from <laughs> well I, I grew up at a house uh, my parents always had golden retrievers mm -hmm. so i love golden retrievers and then like you know I, I looked at how like they're so different from wolves you know like goldens are the sweetest things and wolves you know but they're still part of the same family and like yes and i, I you know it's just funny to me that you know that a golden retriever is way back related to wolves you know and right. um yeah, just my my love of dogs and and um, you know and just yeah I just love yeah I, I have no siblings so dogs were always my siblings and they're always yeah. there when I was practicing drums the dogs would be in there in the room you know and, yes uh, so yeah Golden Wolf is definitely uh, an ode to the, the dogs in my life and and my love for just animals in general I guess. Oh, that's so so sweet and and meaningful and I I have a golden retriever puppy right now and i oh wow no way love, i love goldens I'll, I'll, they're the uh, best they're the absolute most loving animals on the planet i'll just hold yes. up a little picture of my baby charlie there he is. charlie baby little congratulations painting. yeah yeah oh my gosh and this and the sweetest sweetest <laughs> dogs ever um <laughs> so i love that that's 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 super sweet and another thing that you do too is um you have your own apparel and you just mentioned like the shirts that go with the album and that kind of thing yeah. and that um but i think that's a really important thing too nowadays branding wise to um to put that out there and have your you know your your brand and and people can buy it and wear it and and show Absolutely. it and, you know yeah. we started doing these uh deitch beats don't quit shirts you know and yes. it wasn't even my idea it was like hillary's like i'm gonna make these shirts we'll see what happens with them you know Mm -hmm. And now I, I, every show I play, there's somebody in the front row with the Deitch Beats Don't Quit shirt. And like, it's like, you know, you're people that really love your music that know it's coming directly from you, from your soul to them, to their ears. They want to wear the shirts. They want to wear the hat, you know, and like, you, you know, if you don't do that, you're kind of doing a disservice to your, your business. It's like, you know, it's like, it's not, a, it's not about, the it's not a cash grab because it's like, you know, it's not about that. I'm not mass mm -hmm. producing anything. I'm not, I'm not selling right. EVs, you know, like, right, right. I'm just like, I'm for that fan. That's like, you know, I want to support him. So he keeps doing this and offering the option to like get a shirt that I designed and pick the color and the hat, whatever, you know, this is a Kamani hat. This is a Nikki Glassby hat. Oh, nice. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, Nikki and Spot. So, you know, those, okay. as you know, they're family and, Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I can't stop wearing this hat. I love the design. It's better than every hat I've seen. I love that too. I mean, it's I noticed the hat because it's so cool. Like the that that design under yeah, Nick, Nikki designed this hat completely. Yeah, Nikki is amazing. Shout yeah. out to Nikki Glassby. We Shout love out to Nikki Glassby. 
and spot and spot and come on and because, spot. yeah absolutely. two of the greats the greats of all time i love them i actually when i saw your post the other day um with all those people in it i was like you know what where's where's spot and where's Robert Glasper? And then Robert Glasper commented on the post. And I was like, oh, there he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I couldn't believe it because, you know, Rob is so big right now. He's just such a looming yeah. figure. But, you know, he's he's like always sending me little messages here and there and like, how you doing? And like, I so great it. to see you. And I'm just like, yes, you know. And Spot is kind of like a big brother who looks out for me. And talk about multi-instrumentalists. Like the dude is... Yeah. A good as keyboard player as anyone I could name. You know, what yeah. I mean, he could solo in crazy keys. He spent years. Yeah. So it's like you know, those are the kind of music. And Nikki is a great guitar player, funky. Yes, you and know? singer, and right? Bass. What's up? And and singer, she's an amazing and singer, singer and writer and like that's why I really really get along with them. Like because we you know are into music as a whole and we're into mm -hmm. like playing other instruments and that's who I'm inspired by for sure. I love that so much that that's yeah, that it's, it's amazing when you are um, in a community with people that you respect on that level so much as musicians. And um, I, I actually, you know, Sput did the um, VF jams and the, the Zildjian live uh, musical directing wrote all the music and like wow. rock amazing musicians you know mono neon was there and yeah. the the arrangements were incredible and so I, that's all spot that's all spot was like made the demos at home sent them to everybody he actually had the drums done in the demos you know i should i don't know if I'm to say this but you know like he like you got an overview of every instrument before it, you know and then by the time it got to be played it was like people understood Spud's vision. He's just a visionary. Like Yes, he is, right? And then to like watch him, watch him musical direct. Like wa watch him, you know, all right, let's go back to this part. And all right, we're going to do, you know, we're going to flip that around. We're going to do that this way. I hadn't met him before. This was, this was years back, but I hadn't met him before meeting him at, I think it was a VF Jams. And I was just like, I went up to him in a break and when we were chatting and I just said, you are such a genius and it's amazing to watch you work, you know, like yeah. I can see his brain, I can see the gears turning and it's just any, and what comes out is this incredible music, just yeah. like genius, genius music. So anyway, super I, genius. I, yeah, yeah, super genius and super humble genius. And he, yes. He yes. doesn't use his social media to show people how genius he is. He's just, yeah. if you know him, you know he's genius and you know how he writes and creates it. And, you know, like, I, yeah, he's in a league of his own. And I'm yeah. just super happy to be friends with him. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I'm sure he feels the same way too. But yes, that is a, that's a fantastic hat. I love that. I'm gonna have to. I I don't know. Hats don't work with me, but I still love to support. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get one anyway. Um, but I do love that. Like you said, you don't have to sell, a, you know, fifteen hundred t-shirts, right? Yeah, like now no, it's not about make, that. You can make small runs of things. You, you can, make small runs and you make a hundred and sell those. And Order, order some more next time. You know exactly. And those hundred people are like so happy to have that you know Deitch Beats Don't Quit t-shirt like they're just really happy about it I, I love that 
Yeah, um, and that goes for that goes for vinyl too. You know, you know, yeah. you don't have to print fifteen hundred vinyl. You do two hundred, three three hundred. Right. You know, sell those and move on. You know, people just need to understand that that's how independent artists are going to be working in the future. You know, yes, you are yeah. your own business, and you are you start small, and when you sell out, you you know, and you market, you strategize, and like you do it again. You know, and mm-hmm. that's that's where it's at. That is, that's, that's, and that's the future, right? That's the, I feel like that's where everything is heading, especially like with things being the way that they are and the quarantine making, like pulling everything together, making everything a little bit, a little bit smaller, you know, like, yeah. but, it, but it also makes um, things like that possible. Um, mm-hmm. where it wouldn't, wouldn't have been possible back in the day. And speaking of vinyl too, I'm such a fan of vinyl. I always have been ever since I was a kid. And then all of a sudden it kind of came back, which I was very happy about, but yeah. I have seen the resurgence of cassette tapes. And so I don't know, have you thought about like, I absolutely know? want to do cassettes. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I just have a feeling nobody has tape players, you know? Yeah. Right? Like I'm <laughs> not seeing tape players anywhere that there should be mini boom box tape players that are multi-use with uh, USB and like, you know, Bluetooth, but also a tape recorder. And it looks like a cool little LL Cool J boom box, you know? Oh, that would be super You cool. know, like, where are those? Like, you know, yes. I wanted to make those. I'm like, who could I talk to to make those for me? You know, that but I think, you yeah. know, with, more, with that production, artists can now then start selling tapes, you know, yeah. which sound yeah. great. I grew up on tapes. I'm a tape guy. I'm like, way more of a tape guy than a vinyl guy or a CD guy. Like yeah. I have boxes and boxes of tapes. I, I, I do too. I never got rid of my tapes, which I'm really happy about now that they're coming back. But I, I also have this little like Sony Walkman um, mm-hmm. that still works a bit. Nice. <laughs> so cool. I, was, I was listening to, you know, one of uh, Metallica and Justice for All the other day. That's what I, that's what I had. And I was just like, the, it was so nostalgic to listen to <laughs> that tape after so many years. It, it um, probably sounds good on tape too. It did. It sounded great. It sounded, it sounded perfect. Um, yeah. yeah. And it, and it just kind of like brought me back to way way back and and all that music that music reminds me of my childhood anyway but nice nice that was so good um it's so okay so speaking of music tell us about what you're working on because i think is the the last album you came out was that the um age of imperfection are you sure you're ready for this list (laughs) oh i am i don't know are we ready (laughs) let's start let's start with the new lettuce record is about to come out Mm -hmm. um i think february march soon very soon next next few months and um and i'm very excited about that featuring bootsy collins and um on one track and yeah so that is happening um the new out of edge quartet which is like uh i got a track with schofield i got schofield on the record god bless that man for getting on his getting on his sidemen's record like who does that? You know, like he's that. a sweetheart and I'm very thankful he's on the record. Um, mm-hmm. So that's the Adam Dice Quartet. Um, I don't even know if I named that record yet. Um, I have a checklist of all these things I have to do. Um, Dr. Claw, which is a, a New Orleans <laughs> thing with Ian Neville and Nigel Hall and Nick Daniels. Straight like wow. New Orleans, deep funk, you know, meters-esque style, you know, funk. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I have a new group called Nightcap, which is like some neo soul sort of in the Robert Glasper, but more synthy like vibe. Okay. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, with my good friends Ian Gilly and Josh. Uh, Rat. Uh, I almost said Josh. Josh Fairman, um, amazing bass player, producer, and we started this trio. And we, we, we first it was like play a session, then it was like let's record five more tunes. Now we have twenty tunes. You know. Right. So the nightcap's coming out. It's, it's totally killing. I have a new record that I just recorded with uh, a band called Mountain Lion, which is a bunch of Denver guys that are you know, basically Lettuce and Motet. Uh, me and Shmeen's from Lettuce and um, Joey Porter and Garrett Sayers from the Motet, the keyboard player and bass player from the Motet. And they're a really amazing funk band from Denver. And uh, so we... we I wrote a bunch of tunes for that, and they they wrote some tunes, and I'm very excited for people to hear that that are into like just that like sort of funky thing that we've been doing for years. Just you know, no horns, which is cool for me. Like I don't have to write for horns, and I can just like, okay, bass, guitar, drums, uh, keys. Let's just what can we do with that that setting, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that record's coming out. My producer record, which is like you know the beats with the live drums and be playing bits of samples and bass and keys and stuff like that. Um, that's that's also coming out. So a ton of stuff. A ton of stuff is happening. Um, but that's most amazing. importantly, the lettuce record is, is going down. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love that. And so will you be touring to support these things? I mean, I feel like, I feel like you're always, you have so much going on all the time. Um, My touring is a life is 80% lettuce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and whatever I could fit in you know in between then we'll get fit in you know again God bless my manager Hillary uh, who has to go through the schedule find out what's tentative what's not tentative find these dates mm-hmm. move in okay I got you know I got you uh, Adam Bench Quartet dated Yoshi's for these three days okay I got this you know like those kind of things, you know, clinics and all, you know, working all those things in, but I wish I could go out and tour with my, you know, with all these projects, but they all understand like, you know, and I will be doing gigs here and there with all these bands, but yeah. Yeah. You know, as of now, you know, lettuce has to get out there and do it. It's a giant machine that needs to be fed. For sure. Yeah. And that'll be so, so good. I cannot wait to hear all this new music and it's just, a lot of exciting stuff coming up for sure. Right on. Yeah. Just, I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I use the pandemic, as you said, just to keep things rolling, you know, and mm-hmm. to, uh, to create some new possibilities and not just sit there and sort of my thumbs and be depressed, you know? Yeah. Right. Cause who needs to do that? <laughs> yeah. Nobody. Um, no. And we can't, we cannot end without talking about your um, online lessons because you, you launched that as well. Deitch Academy. Um, I've been loving the posts that you're doing. And so, so tell us about that. Uh, thanks for asking. Yeah. I've been, um, again, I, I've been wanting to do this for years. Uh, I wanted, I wanted to teach the way that I learn. And the stuff that I like to learn about, mm-hmm. I feel like there's enough people talking about, you know, technique or like drum fill, big, crazy 30 second notes and, and all kinds of stuff. And I wanted to talk about like the stuff that I know the best, mm-hmm. which is breaking down my favorite funk drummers from Garibaldi, Mike Clark, uh, Harvey Mason, 
Clyde Stubblefield, Zigaboo, um, breaking down lettuce songs, the beats and lettuce songs. This is how you play this song, um, you know, and having it transcribed so they can download a PDF and, and, and see it. And, you know, from that, and also talking about hip hop and like the nuances of, of the music that I love and, and studied my whole life, you know. And I have a kind of weird group of influences, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just using the Deitch Academy as a way to explain that in the easiest, most straightforward way. And no BS and no fluff and not a lot of joking around. I'm just kind of like, hey, you know, thank you for being here and like, this is how you do it. This is it slow. This is it medium tempo. This is it fast. I'm talking about it, where it comes from. Here's, you know, here's the, the, you know, the music at the bottom. So you can read along. So I just really enjoy that format and it's, it's going to keep, you know, evolving. But right now I'm just trying to get as many people to subscribe to it as possible. Absolutely. And I will put a link so that people can find that. I'll put a link on the uh, podcast um, show notes and then in the YouTube YouTube description as well. Um, Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll also link to your website and to your Instagram account so that people can follow along with new music. and Yeah, the IG is where I put most of my stuff. You know, most of like what's happening gigs wise, last night's show, something like that. You know, like Mm -hmm. so it's sort of like a highlight reel like ESPN. And uh, and what's coming up and what's going on with the, with the Deitch Academy. Absolutely. Okay. So we'll definitely make sure to link that. Um, and I just, like I said, I can't wait to see all of this new stuff from you. I'm always excited when I see something coming out from you and um, something new. There's always something new with you. And I so appreciate that. Thank um, you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I will see you as soon as possible in person until then um i hope that you just keep making great music and and stay safe and i'll look forward to seeing you in person as soon as possible absolutely thank you for doing this and so glad everything's popping and and, uh you know we'll we'll talk soon absolutely thanks adam you take care okay okay bye thank you for tuning in today Join us each Tuesday for new episodes of Sarah Hagen Backstage.